From Miami Law, I'm Annette Uges, and this is The Explainer. I have been surprised by the amount of lying going on on the defense side. Welcome back to the Miami Law Explainer, the legal affairs podcast where Miami law experts lend context and historical relevance to today's headlines. Witch hunt or constitutional crisis? As President Trump's impeachment trial gets down to business in the U.S. Senate, the explainer checks in with constitutional expert Francis Hill. Let's go to executive producer Catherine Skip with the interview. Good morning, Francis. Welcome back. Thanks for having me, Catherine. Always. Um, so we finally arrived at the at the trial of President Trump. Let's let's start with what is impeachment and how did it come to be included in the Constitution? Those are questions that are um, quite broadly misunderstood in the current procedure. Um, cons- the Constitution definitely provides for the impeachment um, of the president, and that is to provide for removal from office. Other civil officers can be impeached. Um, it's been mainly judges, but there have been only around 20 people ever impeached in this country. And I think we should, of course, remember that impeachment is a two-part process. Impeachment is what happens in the House of Representatives. It's like an indictment by a grand jury. Mm-hmm. There is reason to think that a high crime or misdemeanor has been committed that is an abuse of the office. And if so, the House of Representatives has authority to make that decision, and then the matter is transferred to the Senate for a trial on the facts. And how did it get in the Constitution? Well, it wasn't in Madison's original draft. And when Mm -hmm. someone suggested to Madison that there be impeachment, which was a feature actually of English politics for everybody but the king, who was thought to have been appointed by God, which... There were those who would say... Yes, they insisted. We had a war instead of agreeing. Um, And so, but the English had impeachment procedures where the lower house of parliament um, did very much what the house does, and the house of lords conducted a trial. Mm -hmm. And so ministers and other faithless public officials, but not the king, no matter how troubled, insane, or faithless um, he might be. Um, So it was this feeling that we had built in the Constitution a government that was supposed to be at once very strong, with a strong central government. And yet at the same time, the people are the sovereign. And how do we control a very strong central government? How do we control a strong president when, in fact, we might have a rogue president? Everybody agreed George Washington would be fine. After that, they knew they were rolling the dice. (laughs) They knew each other, and of course, they just knew something about people and what people are. And so the discussion became, should we have impeachment, drawing on this kind of English heritage? And Madison said, well, we don't need that. We have elections, real elections. And someone said to him, but Mr. Madison, what if the president is so bad he interferes with the election and rigs the results? And Madison said the colonial era um, equivalent of 
oh my goodness, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> and he became very interested in impeachment. Mm -hmm. And there were long discussions over our elections of enough, and they decided no, because a really bad president would try to stay in office and grab at power and hold on to power. And the new Americans who had thrown the English out had seen what that looked like when they were our colonial power. They wanted no part of it. And I think that one has to understand our Constitution very much as looking for protections against tyranny while we are doing all the things it says in the preamble, forming a more perfect union, um, providing for the general welfare, preserving liberty for ourselves and our posterity. And so we don't talk much about the preventing tyranny, mm -hmm. but impeachment was there just in case some faithless president was thought to be trying to be a tyrant. Great. Okay. Um, so these these opening days feel a little bit like, like the wild, wild west and not so much like the third time's the charm. Um, so is there a roadmap or there's no roadmap? Well, there are provisions in the Constitution, but they don't tell us how it has to be conducted. And we have been fortunate in that there's so few impeachments of any kind that we don't really have a roadmap. I think in our own time, we look at um, the Nixon near impeachment. Mm -hmm. They were ready to vote the articles of impeachment. They've been drafted. They were d debated. Um, the Clinton impeachment and now um, the current president's impeachment and the conducting of the trial in the Senate. Um, Yet there are no hard and fast rules which have to be obeyed, but they're principles, and the principles matter here. What's going on in impeachment is very much a protection against tyranny mm -hmm. and a limit on the president of either judges or other civil officials, like members of a cabinet, um, or a president or a vice president who put themselves before the people. And um, I think that we are beginning to understand that impeachment is part of this great American experiment. Can we have this very effective government and at the same time what in baseball would be called throwing the bum out? And when we decide that we've become like a bad baseball game, um, impeachment is there to consider what in this case, the president has done. Does that constitute an impeachable offense? And should he or someday she be removed from office? Not so much to punish them. That's tertiary at best. What it is is to protect us, our country, and our endless efforts to build a more perfect union and build liberty for ourselves and our posterity. Mm -hmm. um, so can you talk a little about the differences between how this Senate is getting there versus how it was different maybe from the Clinton impeachment trial? Well, this is an unusual trial because even those impeachment trials in the House of Lords in England would have witnesses. It was generally understood 
that a trial involves witnesses if you feel you need them or want them. It was understood that a trial is not just about um, imposing a sanction on somebody who had done something wrong. This is public law. This is our constitution in operation. We, the people, have to know what happened. We have to know how it happened. We have to understand how to protect ourselves. And so there was a lot of legislation enacted after the Nixon mess, where ultimately senators led by Barry Goldwater just went and told Nixon it was over. He didn't have the votes in the Senate, and he didn't have theirs. And so he decided he would just resign and leave town. Although on the way out, he was negotiating for an ice-making machine that made little square ice cubes with holes in them for straws, which somehow has always remained in my mind as a man who had not fully gotten the full message. But he went, and that was the important thing. He went. And um, so that settled that after a long, long struggle in which he was threatening not to leave. He was drinking to excess. He was literally talking to the pictures of his predecessors on the walls of the White House. Um, generally, he wasn't sober. Um, the pictures, I don't know if they talk back. It was a very bad situation of instability at the very top mm -hmm. of our government. We have been told that the military shortened the lines of command. And um, what would they do if they received an unjust order? There was great fear at the time of that impeachment that President Nixon might try to misuse the military forces. He had, after all, thrown out the, um, the um, special prosecutor and the attorney general had resigned in the Saturday night massacre. That was not some polite, quiet impeachment. That was considered very much a struggle for the future of the country. We never imagined it would have to happen again. President Clinton's um, impeachment was just kind of absurd and disgusting. Um, he did commit a crime. He committed one act of perjury. He lied. And is that enough? Well, that's a reasonable question to ask. What he lied about was whatever was going on in the Oval Office with the intern. Mm -hmm. Well, it's best if we don't have to think about this too much because it's just really too much to bear for serious people, um, except to say that a president of the United States who could let us down that much, the fear that he could let us down in other things was not unjustified. And so the um, inquiry into how it happened and what exactly happened um, I think the Senate decided not that he was innocent, but he was just trying to keep Hillary from finding out and doing whatever she was going to do. Who knew? Um, mm -hmm. And they didn't think that he was going to be a faithless president. Now, that can be a misjudgment. I'm not defending it, but it certainly was different. Um, at least there's no blue dress that we know of here with DNA samples on it. And so we have had two impeachments. Uh, well, Nixon wasn't impeached, but impeachment inquiries. And of course, Clinton was impeached and he was tried. We have had two of these with presidents in the last 40 years. And they have both had 
elements of them that were concerning, upsetting, and disgusting. Um, this is different in part because of social media. Everything goes viral here. Mm -hmm. This is a different era. Um, and of course, we will, in time, find everything out. But we may not find it out while the trial is going on mm -hmm. in the Senate. So um, impeachments are never good. Impeachments are generally awful. Um, but misbehavior of a president is a grave thing, given the power of the presidency and how much damage can be done to this country by a Nixon or even a bumbling Bubba who had no common sense in a situation which an ordinary adult would not have any difficulty at all with. Um, and now this, which seems very grave. Um, and so what we need to do is get to the truth. And we shouldn't stop until we do get to the truth and feel we can explain what happened and reach a consensus that something has to be, do, has to be done to prevent this from happening again. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that surprised you so far about the, the, either the impeachment process, getting it to the Senate, or the opening days of the Senate? Well, um, of course... I have been surprised by the amount of lying going on on the defense side. Why lie about things where you can't sustain the lie mm -hmm. that does you no good? But we're used to the Twitter feed and the lying. The Washington Post continues with its running total. Um, and so that is par for the course. It's a little surprising that better behavior didn't break out just at this moment but it hasn't. One thing did shock me, however, and that was to see the White House counsel who one could question the propriety, even the legality of having the White House counsel defending the president in an impeachment trial because that White House counsel is there to protect the office of the presidency, not necessarily to carry water for the president. But what shocked me was when I heard Mr. Cipollone stand in the well of the Senate and lie with the chief judges, with the chief justice of the Supreme Court just looking over his shoulder, almost all the senators there, and the entire world watching. He lied. And he lied as part of a defense strategy. And I had two bases for a shock. One is, if you're going to lie and throw away your career, such as it may be, you better have a good lie that has a chance of convincing somebody of something for a just or noble end, if that's even possible. This did not. This was a casual, ill-considered lie that nobody believed when he said it. Nobody will ever believe it. And very possibly, when this administration ends, or his role in it ends, people will always remember it. I could not believe that in a proceeding this 
grave in terms of the future of our republic that the general counsel, the president's general counsel, who's supposed to watch over the presidency, would lie in the trial in the Senate. Mm -hmm. A good lawyer admits what he or she has to admit and then puts the best face on it in the context. Mm -hmm. A bad lawyer takes a shortcut through the self-destructive terrain of lying. Mm -hmm. And I was shocked to see it straight out of the gate. Is there anything you'd like to add in closing? What we have to do here is not just bemoan partisanship or bemoan Twitter. Um, I think what we have to do is look for a commitment on behalf of those people who represent us, now the senators, that they will search for the truth on our behalf. And the senators should remember that we, the people, in the preamble to the Constitution, we, the people, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. We're the sovereign. They work for us. They represent us. They owe us more than just um, procedural games trying to make this short and worry about which bits of it are aired live in prime time. Nobody's going to care even a month from now. What we need is the truth. So that, as Ben Franklin said, when the Constitution was voted on in the, uh, the convention, and someone said, Mr. Franklin, what government did you give us? He said, a republic, if you can keep it. And I am hoping that the Senate will join the people of the United States to help us all keep our republic, which has to be based on the truth, wherever it leads and whatever it brings. Perfect. I think that's the perfect closing for it. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. All righty. Thanks for joining us at The Explainer. If you like the show, leave us a five-star review with your podcast provider and ask your friends to subscribe. You can always drop us a comment at explainer at miami.edu. Our show is engineered and edited by Christopher Alzadi with theme music composed by Rady Kim from the Frost School of Music. I'm your host, Annette Uguez. Today's episode was brought to you by the University of Miami School of Law student organizations, including the Student Bar Association, Honor Council, Moot Court Board, and more than 55 other diverse organizations that provide students with personal, academic, and career support. More information at www.law.miami.edu forward slash student orgs.